buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 45. Today we're going to chat with Stephen Giblin from Enforce. Gertrude proves that family doesn't always know everything, and we'll talk about Venom Defense Grips. Today's panel is Sean Heron, and I'm Ava Flannell. And I'm happy. Or wait, that's... That's, that's Johnny, right? Ah, yeah, it. that's cool. I, I need my own catchphrase. I just I can't think of anything cool. Uh, we'll come up with something, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm definitely going to try. But before we get into it, before we have some fun, let's hear about our friends at Manicore Arms. What do you want to talk about today? Um, let's see. Today, I would like to talk about the their parts for the Tavor X95. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What do they have? So Curved butt pad, which is one of my favorites. Yeah, and that's a must. <coughs> uh, they have the the top rail. Yeah, they've got the... So th- they've got a couple top rails. They've got the Overwatch, which just extends with the, the normal uh, forend. But then they've also got their cantilever forend, which makes it a lot better, a lot more comfortable. And they've got an entire top rail that covers the entire top, so you can mount optics, lasers, lights, whatever, whatever you happen to need there. They've got the uh, gasketed port cover, which is one of those really comfort items that we talk about. On the Tavor as it is, you can you can change it to eject either left or right. But if you have a suppressor, a lot of that gas shoots out and <laughs> goes right in your nose and your face. So with this, it's got an actual gasket on there, so none of that gas comes out and shoots you in the face. Yep, yeah, and then they also have the reverb muzzle brake, uh the the safety yep they change the safeties out a little bit much or, more comfortable mm-hmm, much more easier to use <laughs> yep and uh, all that stuff is available at manicorearms.com ava what's the coupon code coupon code is gunfunny15 and that gets you 15 percent off also one of the things that i wanted to talk about is uh their bullpup shoot is coming up and yeah, yeah. i uh i talked about it on social media and everyone you know the picture that manicore arms used to advertise the bullpup shoot is a uh, 50 cal rifle and everybody's like that's not a bullpup and it's like well manicore arms they started the event off with you know bullpups and now it's pretty much just all kinds of guns it's a, it's a machine gun shoot yeah um but one of the things that i will say is my first bullpup shoot with manticore arms was really exciting and uh if you guys want to hear that story become a patreon because we're gonna post a video here shortly sometime this week about uh, our adventures with uh with the bullpup shoot <laughs> Which is pretty hilarious. We basically got drunk in the middle of nowhere. Well, you can't tell it here. Yeah, no, I'm not going to. I'm just going to give you a little insight. Shit, that's the whole story. It was, we had some pretty, <laughs> pretty fun laughs. Yeah, it was a great time. All right, guys. So if you're interested, go to manicorearms.com. And if you'd like to become a Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash gunfunny. Learn the things you never knew. On Deconstructing the Industry. Steven, how are you doing? I am excellent. How are you? Uh, doing well. So tell us about Enforce and what you do for the company. All right. So Enforce is an American manufacturer of weapon-mounted lights. Uh, so we make a couple different uh, pistol lights, a couple different rifle lights, and a handheld light as well. Uh, I'm the sales and marketing director, so I do anything that, uh, that has to do with sales, customer service, marketing, social media, trade shows, new product, 
uh, any anything in that in that area. Nice. And are you are you from the East Coast? Yes, yes. We're from Rhode Island. Okay. I thought I recognized that <laughs> accent. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, when I go to trade shows, I uh, a half hour doesn't go by where someone says, where are you from? <laughs> yeah, because I knew it was the East Coast, but then I was like, hey, I'm like, it's definitely not Jersey or New York, but... Yeah, R- Rhode Island has its own accent. We're not a mass accent. We're not New York. We're kind of our own little yeah. creation. Get, get in the car. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So how long has the company been around? So under the Enforce brand, it's been about seven or eight years since we've been making weapon-mounted lights. Uh, under the em- Emissive Energy umbrella, which is kind of the parent company, it's been over 20 years. Uh, Emissive Energy has been doing things with LEDs and lasers and diodes. And I don't know if you ever heard of iNova. That was one of the bigger brands uh, before Enforce as well. They did a lot of handheld and, and smaller flashlights. Yeah, I have actually. I yep. recall those. Uh, what brought you to, to A, the firearms industry, and then B, Enforce? Um, well, firearms industry, um, I worked in retail uh, in different levels for like 20 years, and, I, and I, I never really enjoyed it. So I got to a point where I said, I love firearms. I'm an instructor part-time on the side. It's what I love doing. It was a huge part of my life. And I said, that's what I need to be doing. And, and up here in New England, it's very difficult. There's not too many uh, gun-related companies left. So I, um, I, I knew I wanted to, to, to be involved in the firearms industry, and I just started getting involved, going to shoots, meeting people, doing as much as I could to get my name out there locally. And uh, at the time, I didn't know Enforce was in Rhode Island. And when I discovered that, you know, it was a match made in heaven because I already uh, owned, several in- owned several Enforce products at that time. Hmm. Nice. So being an instructor uh- – how important are lights to the, the stuff that you do or just how important are lights just to the training in general, do you think? Well, the reason I think they're so important is the vast majority of crime happens in low light. So if, if that's where most of the crime is happening and obviously you need to identify your threat before you even pull a gun or, or let alone fire a gun. Um, so being uh, able to correctly uh, – handle a firearm in a handheld flashlight or a weapon-mounted light, and, and it's very different when the lights go down. Um, so the techniques are different, and, and uh, there's a lot of challenges related. Anyone who is taking a low-light class or no-light class will know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, for sure. So having said that, like the deployment of the actual, whether it is handheld or weapon-mounted or whatever it happens to be, uh, what sets Enforce apart from your competitors as applies to that? Well, I think the the activation method and the way the lights get activated, um, it's very, very simple. It's very, very intuitive. We spent a lot of time thinking about um, the controls on the lights. Um, so, for example, the, the pistol lights, um, uh, there's paddles on the side. And whether you're pushing the paddle forward or in or it doesn't matter how you try to push the paddle, the light's going to turn on every time. Um, same thing with the rifle light. If anyone's ever seen any of our rifle lights, the button is very, very different than any of our competitors, and that's done on purpose. So in a stressful situation, your thumb naturally rests uh, on the, the pressure pad, and you just push forward to, to turn the light on. Um, with handheld lights, you know, there's a, we could spend hours talking about handheld lights, and that's what I would prefer to use over a weapon-mounted light. But there is 
five, six, seven different um, methods of using a handheld light with a firearm, a pistol that is. Uh, and again, based on the scenario and, and the person, one uh, type is going to work better for certain people. So again, go find a qualified instructor. Like up here, we have the six hour academy, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, but find a competent instructor who can teach you the, the different methods and figure out what works with you and your gear and your hands and, uh, and in the scenario you're in as well. I remember uh, I told Sean a few, few weeks back, I said that I wanted to get a light on my pistol. And he said, he's like, all right, but you need to train how to yep. use it because there is a lot involved, which I actually really didn't realize. Um, you know, you think you think that it's just you know you just use it to identify your target but um it could also give away your position and you need to know that if you're going to flash the light you got to immediately change your position so that you know so that somebody doesn't doesn't just make you a target yeah yeah that's exactly what i was going to say you turn that light on it and it's a dark environment it's a beacon so that the, the, the bad the bad guy uh sees that light it's it's pretty much shoot the light if it stays on so you you're, like you said turn it on look around turn it off move mm-hmm. and uh and, and try to stay safe and it's a lot it's a lot better than lasers like I, as an instructor i'm completely against lasers i think that um you know it the student assumes that wherever they point the laser that that's where they're going to hit but and they also i've heard where people say you know well the person will see that there's a laser on them and it'll deter them and i'm like who's going to see that there's a laser on them no, if anything it gives movies. away your position and if you're so using I, a laser you're not even that great with a gun to begin with <laughs> i personally agree with you i wouldn't per, uh, put a laser on on any of my guns me neither i think there's i think there's a good place for them you know if someone's dry firing or if Someone in the house doesn't have a lot of experience with firearms. Okay, I guess I could justify that, but mm-hmm. um, I agree. There's no substitute for quality training and quality practice. The other problem with lasers that I've seen is they're very, very hard to keep zeroed. Right? Yeah, Unlike exactly. a scope or a rifle, um, once you zero them, you're pretty much good to go. Lasers get out of out of zero very, mm-hmm. very easily. It definitely. So I've got a funny story about low-light training. I actually The low-light training I've done was actually at Warfighter Academy. Uh, with a with pretty famous seal named Dave Maynard, and uh, this guy, like he, so one of our final exercises was basically like him against six of us, and <laughs> we were in a shoot house, and we would basically go set up. And he's like, doesn't matter, do do what you need to do, and uh, so we basically set up with some lines of crossing fire where where we could see him from multiple position multiple positions regardless of how he came in. And I, I will say that every single exercise that we did every single time in the complete and absolute and utter darkness, he was able to take out our entire team. Um, one of the most valuable things I learned was a, that once you light up that light, you better never be in that, in that spot again, but yep. B it helped me kind of think outside the box, especially in the darkness. So I, uh, one of the scenarios, I was the last person standing besides him and we were kind of at an impasse. I was hiding behind a dresser <laughs> in a bedroom and anytime he even started to turn that corner, I would, ch- you know, I kept changing elevations and, and shooting at him, never actually hit him. So the, the valuable, most valuable lesson I ever learned was that he basically came around the corner super fast, kicked the dresser into me, <laughs> knocked me down and then shot me like 400 times. Uh, and uh, I'll never forget it. It was one of the most, uh, one of the most paradigm shifting moments of my entire firearms training. It was just, it was amazing. And he was just this, he was acrobatic. 
in in his use of lights in the complete darkness, and it was just impossible to pin him down or track him or anything. And it was amazing how he used it. All right, enough about your man crush. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought it was it was good training, and I, I think that low light stuff is is really cool. So, uh, so Stephen, you mentioned that a lot of like a lot of thought went into the design. Uh, what were some of the challenges uh, bringing the product to life? Um, well, in the beginning, when we first started making weapon-mounted lights, the, the, the polymer or the, the glass reinforced, the type of polymer we were using wasn't, uh, wasn't the best choice. So the first generation, there was, some, there was some issues with cracking. On the newest ones, we pretty much make the polymer. Uh, it's a glass reinforced polymer. It's the same material as your favorite polymer handgun, whether it be a Glock or a SIG or whatever. Um, it's the same material. So uh, it's very, very light. It's very, very durable. Our, our, our heaviest light is four ounces, mm-hmm. and uh, two of those four ounces are the batteries. So the lights themselves are super durable, very, very light. Um, another big challenge for everyone, and I, I view this as a good thing, not a bad thing, is all the competition out there. Um, you know, we come out with an 800 lumen light, and someone comes out with a thousand, and then a 1500, and uh, the competition's great for us to make sure we keep innovating and it's obviously great for the consumer to continue to get um, uh, great products. So that was actually one of my questions is you hear a lot about lumens and I don't know too much about lumens. I just know that the more lumens, the brighter. Um, but what amount of lumens do you think is preferable? Like what is so ideal? That That's a tough question. It's going to depend on a lot of things. So first off, not all lumens are created equal. Um, I have this conversation with people all of the time you can get two lights that are the same lumens and they can drastically look different i've even seen a 200 lumen light next to a 400 lumen light and that you would swear that the 200 lumen is brighter than than it really is so there's more to it than just the lumens Um, with that said you do need a good amount of lumens to make sure you light up the space and the other part of that is it depends on what you're doing if you're in a house uh, in a, a normal size room, you don't need as much lumens as you would be outdoors in, a, in an open field. So it, it's it's situational dependent. Uh, with that said, on a pistol, uh, my opinion, I probably wouldn't go below 200, especially if you're indoors. 200 should light up any room. You should be fine. Uh, on a rifle, indoors, 400 lumens is more than enough. Uh, and, and like we've said, make sure the training is there because if you shine an 800, a 400, a 1,000 lumen light off the wall or off a mirror eye level, you're going to see spots and you're going to be blinded. And that's not going to help the situation. Uh, you need to keep the, the firearm pointed in a direction where you're not going to accidentally blind yourself. But um, so I, I guess it depends on the situation is, is what I would have to say. Hmm. Good answer. So I think you guys have kind of come in and taken, uh, taken the market a little bit by force. You guys... Uh, for a while, uh, especially have been like so hot right now and people are loving this stuff. How have you kept up with the demand for your products? And is that demand, is it, is it really what I'm seeing? Uh, have you guys been pretty busy? Yeah, absolutely. We've been extremely busy. The demand's been, uh, a blessing obviously, but also overwhelming at times. Um, you know, sometimes we make forecasts like any company and then we blow them away in a month and we're like, oh, my God. So it's it's overwhelming, but it's a blessing and uh, we love it. Um, a lot of it is the is the design. It's it's like I said earlier, there's nothing quite like the enforced light and the controls on both of them are uh, very, very intuitive, very easy to use. 
And you need to keep it simple when you're in a stressful situation. In my opinion, I wouldn't want a bunch of buttons and toggles and levers and extra things I need to do and hit it twice for strobe and, you know, dance around in circles. I, I, I want it simple, light on, light off, mm-hmm. nothing else. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I, uh, I checked out one of your competitors, brand new pistol lights, uh, at, I don't remember if it was at Shacho or NRA, but I hated it. Like the, uh, <laughs> the activation mechanism was awful. So I actually run on my MMP 2.0 compact. I run an APLC from Enforce. And uh, like you mentioned, kind of no matter how I hit that, those paddles on either side, uh, it lights up. And that, that's, that's what I need. Yeah, the one thing I love about the paddles is because they extend uh, further back than most of, uh, of the activation controls on our competitors, um, whether you have small hands or large hands or you're using your trigger finger or your thumb on your support hand, it doesn't matter. You should be able to reach it um, no matter what because they're extended further back. Um, so, for example, my, my wife, obviously she has smaller hands than I do, and she can grab my, my Glock 19 and she can still activate the light no problem because the paddles are pushed further back. Very cool. So, guys, we're talking to Stephen Giblin, Stephen Giblin from Enforce. We're going to take just a brief moment. Brief moment. <laughs> I can't talk anymore and hear from our advertiser, a brand new one. So we have a huge announcement to make. We recently signed uh, a company called Hackett Equipment. And well, thank you. Oh, thanks, thanks. All right, let's not uh, get carried away. Easy. Okay. Uh, so I have to admit, I've never heard of Hackett Equipment. And they emailed us and said that they were interested in becoming advertisers. Um, and Sean and I looked at their website. And their products looked cool. But, you know, what you see online versus what you you know, see in person, uh, the quality could differ immensely. So we asked them to send us some of their bags. And after we reviewed it, we definitely were interested in their products and having them as an advertiser. Um, they make some really cool stuff. So we did post a video on our Facebook page of kind of, you know, going, um, kind of addressing like all of the, uh, Features and whatnot. Yeah, that each bag has. Uh, There's two bags. There's the smaller bag, which is the size of like a regular backpack. And then there's the larger bag, which I think we could almost fit Sean in. That's how big it is. It would be awesome. We should actually do that. I don't think it would fit you, but it might fit me. I was going to say, we should put you in it and I'll just like wear you around. Mm, Great. Uh, Can't wait for that. (laughs) (laughs) So tell, tell listeners about this bag. So, I mean, it, it, they're range bags, and I think the cool thing is that they've, they have specialized. They've got two backpacks, uh, two range bags. Um, so one is a two-handgun, one is a four-handgun. You can hold a lot more stuff, but they've got two pockets, two holsters in there uh, to retain your handguns. Uh, in the one, you can hold a lot of magazines, I think eight. I think so. Yeah, and in the other one, you can hold even more. It's it's, it's like ridiculous. sixteen or yeah. something. It's crazy. Ridiculous. Uh, so so basically, okay. In the front of the bag, you have two bo- two pockets in the front. Then you open it, and you have you know uh, tons of pouches between eight and sixteen, I think, eight and twelve. Yeah, um, and you also have a pocket that's just you know kind of you could just put whatever in there, which I like because a lot of these pistol bags. Uh, they seem really cool, and it looks like you can hold a lot in it. But at the end of the day, you can only put the pistols and maybe some ammo in it, and it doesn't hold a ton. Uh, whereas these bags, I mean, you can you can put pretty much everything in it. I read this review where this guy was saying that um, 
there was a hurricane coming, so he, he used one of his Hackett equipment bags. He was able to take all of his firearms, plus like an extra pair of, you know, clothes and his toiletries and stuff. So, uh, and our friend Ken Ross from Athlon Outdoors said that he's got the big pack and that it's so big that he can't even lift it to, to take it to the range because he packs <laughs> it so full. <laughs> he said, he said he loves it. The problem is it's, it carries everything, <laughs> all does. the things. So the large bag is uh, ninety nine ninety nine, and then the smaller bag is $79.99. And We're going to talk about these a ton more as we go. Just wanted to kind of give you guys a brief overview of them so you could go check them out. You can find their website at Hackett Equipment. That's H-A-C-K-E-T-T equipment.com. Go check them out. And if you want to get 10% off, just use the code GUNFUNNY. What? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like uh-huh. our, our listeners never have to pay full price for anything. Never. Mm-mm. It's so ridiculous, and I absolutely love it. All right, let's get back to finding more out about Stephen. All right, we're back with Stephen Giblin from Enforce, and Ava. You had a question that you wanted to ask. Oh, did I? <laughs> I just set you up because I didn't have my notes open. <laughs> uh, okay, that's real, real. <laughs> Real cute. Now, Stephen, did you guys launch like a multi-platform product launch or did you launch pistols or rifles first or kind of how did you decide that and how did you implement? Uh, The first product we ever came out with was the rifle, like the single battery WML. That was the first one. Um, Soon after that was the uh, two battery rifle light. Then the first generation of the pistol light and so on and so forth. Now we have, uh, like I said, two pistol, two rifle and, uh, and a handheld. Nice. Yeah, I love the look of the WML uh, light that you guys have on the rifles. Uh, those those were the first ones I saw that piqued my interest. And then uh, one of my good friends over at Southpaw Tactical sent me the APLC, and I've kind of been hooked ever since. Oh, so- Southpaw Tactical made the coolest patch for us. He made a, a, a patch with a bear holding uh, a Glock and one of our lights on it. So I wanted to give him a shout-out for that. That was awesome. Oh, Very nice. cool. Yeah, I love, love that stuff. Uh, so, and you guys recently just came out with the handheld lights, like within the last year, or am I wrong? Yes. No, okay. you're right. You're right. Uh, middle of last year, we came out with the compact light, and then the beginning of this year, we came out with uh, with the handheld uh, flashlight, 700 lumens. Um, it has uh, all of our lights are available in black and FDE, so you can get either flavor. Hmm. Um, and it's it's a bright, for a small, small light, it is extremely bright. So let's talk real quick about cost. Uh, the, the APL, what's that generally retail for? Uh, the the full size APL is usually going to be around one forty, where the compact version is going to be around one fifteen. And the reason I bring that up is because uh, gun mounted lights are ridiculously expensive pretty often. But you guys have not only come out with really cool designs, uh, well thought out, well thought out ergonomics, but you guys are kind of killing it in the price game as well. How do you how do you manage that? Yeah, yeah, that that's one of the things that I think separates us from our competitors. Like I said earlier, the material, uh, the, the ease of use on the controls, uh, everything is made right here in Rhode Island. You know, some of the parts are uh, foreign; most of them are domestic parts. Uh, lifetime warranty and and the price. You know, we're not we're not trying to spend uh, charge somebody five hundred dollars for for a pistol. Aid. So it has a lifetime warranty. Uh, what are some of the, what are some of the reasons why somebody would use a lifetime warranty? Like, have you received any outrageous calls? Like, you know, my dog <laughs> ate my flashlight. <laughs> um, we we have uh, we have heard some funny ones. I don't know if I can think of any at the top of my head. I don't 
I don't take many of those phone calls. Yeah. Um, oh, no, actually, somebody, uh, a local police officer shot his light. So he put the light uh, on, but he didn't tighten it down. Oh. So one in, a mil- one in a million shot, he shot his gun. The light flew off in front of the muzzle, and he shot it again the second time. <laughs> that reminds I'm me like, of a time <laughs> when Sean was using some optic on his gun. It was a and, vortex razor, and he didn't he didn't tighten it down, and he went to go shoot it, and he's like showing off, and it it came back and hit him in the forehead yeah. so hard. <laughs> so what had happened was, is I I had tightened it, it was on, but the the screws had backed out. I didn't put Loctite on them because I was I was planning on putting on another gun. So, yeah, I go to shoot, and then suddenly just something hits me super hard in the forehead. And, and <laughs> your instant rea- response is like, I've been shot. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have gotten it on video. It was just – it was so um, pathetic. So I, I still had my hands out. I still had the gun. I was just trying to catalog everything. I was like, okay, do I feel blood rushing down my face? No, I think I'm okay. Uh, can I still feel my legs? <laughs> yes, I can still feel my legs. And then I looked down and I see the optic and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. So in that case, did you guys replace the light? Yes, yes, we did. <laughs> uh, I don't think our warranty typically would cover that. But yeah. um, with, with such a story, I'm like, how can we say no? I know, right? I love it. So how do you guys kind of follow up with the, the success you've had? I mean, you guys have had multiple products in a row come out, be accepted really well, um, be highly sought after. How do you stay kind of ahead of the game and... Uh, you know, what, what's coming soon that you can actually talk about? Um, I think with any company, it's, it's innovate or die. If you're not innovating, then in six months, you're falling behind the curve and, and you're not relevant anymore. So um, we are always coming out, uh, always testing new ideas. You know, we don't come to market with every idea, but we're always, you know, trying to come up with new things. So in a couple weeks, we're rele- releasing a new flavor of one of our current lights that I'll be I can't talk about yet, but very, very soon. Nice. Um, and then... Okay, uh, just just went. blink twice if if I'm on the right track. Are you going to come out with the ODG? <laughs> or <laughs> strawberry. Is it going to be strawberry? Because that's my favorite flavor. <laughs> no strawberry, no. Um, that is not. That has not come up before, so I don't know if that's on the table. And then sometime around the end of September, maybe October, we have something completely different from anything that we've ever done just a hundred percent different than than uh, any of our lights what hmm. nice mm. and you guys do you think that you're going to stick with lights or do you think you're going to expand to something else eventually well, he just- um that's something else that we talk about from time to time you know expanding what makes sense what doesn't make sense although i guess if you guys have um, been yeah. this successful it doesn't, you know, but I'm just as far as like always staying ahead of the curve and sort of, uh, you know, how they say, like, don't invest, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yep. You're absolutely right. You know, make smart investments. So we don't want to go out and diversify just for the sake of diversifying and make a mistake. But at the same time, if something makes sense and an opportunity arises, we will um, it would only make sense for us to, to look at any avenue and any options that come up, you know, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, cool. So, what's your favorite Enforce product that you, that personally you use? Um, I'd say it's a toss up between the handheld and the compact light. Um, the compact light just fits a Glock 19 size gun, whichever brand you have. Like you have the MMP, I usually carry the VP9. It just fits so well. The paddles work 
uh, uh, just in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like a handheld more because, especially for EDC, because you drop your keys under your car, you're not gonna. Well, you shouldn't be pulling out your <laughs> gun and turning on the and the weapon mounted mm-hmm. light to look for your keys. So, um, also, if you hear something, taking out your firearm to see what it is, and chances are it's not a threat. You know, handhelds are are the way to go. I think everyone should carry a, some sort of a handheld in their pocket. Definitely. What do you think about the state of the industry, like where where it's going, how it is lately? Uh, what, what are your just general thoughts on the state of the industry? Um, as far as the light side, I think there's some some newcomers who have been doing a really nice job uh, giving us some competition. Um, you know, this, the, the, two, the two big dogs that we always compete with, Streamlight and Surefire, and those are the two that we uh, – Always try to uh, always try to one up. Obviously, there are competitors. Um, my thing I wonder is when does the Lumen War? How long does the Lumen War continue? At what point is there too much lumens? Right. Is that is there you know? such thing? And I I worry somebody has a five thousand lumen light and they don't have any discipline and haven't taken any training and they do shine it off the wall. And now they see spots and can't identify a threat and protect themselves. So I wish uh, everyone would go out and train, train, train um, to make sure they, they know how to use those uh, the, the products that they, that they own. That's funny because I could actually um, relate to that. I received a, uh, a light recently in one of my uh, tactical boxes, these monthly tactical boxes that I get. And do you remember how many lumens? I mean, it was something outrageous. Yeah, it was. Uh, I want to say it was like five thousand. I don't if know. Not more. It was. It was a ton. And the the crazy thing is, is like so many lumens that like set your eyes on fire. Yeah. Well, and I did shine it on because we were we were trying to record this video of me talking about the light, and uh, I felt bad for oh twenty five thousand lumens. Oof. <laughs> and I did shine it on the white on the white wall, and it's like. You know, and then, of course, I'd mess up on the video, so we'd have to re-record, and the entire time, I'm just seeing, like, little dots everywhere, like I stared at the sun too long. <laughs> yeah, depending so. on the person, that can, that can take a little while for those spots to go, to go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things they do at the SIG Academy is they get you disoriented, they make you spin around, they shine a very bright light in your eyes, and then you got to go run a course and, and clear a course in... Uh, um, it's tough when you're when you're seeing spots. It's tough to to uh, assess the situation and see your front sight, and very challenging. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, the the Lumen War has gotten a little bit crazy. It's like uh, I don't know how that happens. If it's the companies that perpetuate that, or like the the fan, or I'm sorry, the light enthusiasts. I don't I don't I don't know where that comes from. What do you think? I think it's the light enthusiast. You know, the analogy I use here is it's it's equivalent to horsepower on a car. Um, a ton of horsepower and no torque doesn't do you any good. But if Ford comes out with 400 horsepower, then Chevy needs to come out with 405. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's kind of the same thing. You 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 know, where do you draw the line? How much is enough? And that really depends. Like I said earlier, on the situation. So it's always a fine balance. And then when you start bumping these lumens way up. The lights get extremely hot very, very quick, which isn't as big of a deal for a rifle light. But if it's a handheld, yeah, it gets very hot. Uh, and also then your runtime goes way down. So do you want you know, 2,000 lumens for 10 seconds or do you want 1,000 lumens for an hour? 
where where's that sweet spot? Yeah, totally. I mean, eventually, I I feel like you're gonna have to diversify specifically because if the lumen war keeps going and eventually you guys keep pushing that envelope over and over and over again, eventually you're just going to end up with lightsabers and then you guys are going to be the the (laughs) first lightsaber manufacturer, right? (laughs) That would be fantastic. (laughs) So, I mean, this is how it starts, guys. This is Uh the beginning of Star Wars. We're in a prequel right now with (laughs) Enforce. Hey, well, Space Force is coming up. So <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, some lightsabers for Space You guys Force. have been working so hard, and little did you know, it was all for Space Force. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you actually, you bring up some really good points that I, I've never really thought about. And I guess I didn't really think too much into the, you know, the lumens and uh, the pros and cons of it, so... All right. Uh, do you have any more questions, Sean? No, I think we're good to go. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, you've been an excellent guest. Um, Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Of course. So uh, people that want to uh, find your products, where can they find Enforce? Uh, they can go online at enforce-mill.com. That's our website. And then where are you guys uh, on, on social Instagram, media? It's at Enforce01. And on Facebook, it's just Enforce. All right, cool. And that's I-N-F-O-R-C-E, not, not E-N, guys. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. All right. Uh, can you hang out with us for a little bit longer? Sure. Cool. All right, so awesome. We're going to do some other segments. Anytime you have anything to say, feel free to just jump right in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we do that, let's talk about some of our friends at Matador Arms. You know, it's so funny. You keep referring to all our advertisers as friends. And the truth is, I don't think they really like you as much as they like me. Uh, They pay me to say that. I don't care. Okay. (laughs) So let's talk about Matador Arms. (laughs) Uh, So one of the things that we haven't really been talking about is like they make a ton of SKS products and they make the SKS Scout Mount, Mm -hmm. which allows you to um, accept stripper clips. Yeah. So the deal with that is... I know I have everyone's attention when I say stripper. Right, right. So the deal with that is uh, it's similar to the Mosin. So, I mean, basically a scout scope setup means that you have to have an optic with a ton of eye relief, meaning it doesn't need to be close to your eye because there's obviously parts of the action that are going to be between you and the optics. So you're able to mount that ahead of the action and still use whatever kind of magnification you need uh, or a red dot or something like that. Now, a lot of scout scopes that I've seen are scout scope setups that's really hard to say they actually cover up the the top of the the breech so you're not able to use stripper clips and things like that uh just like on the mosin uh their option here for the for the sks it actually uh you punch a couple pins out of the rear sight put that scout mount right on top of there and then you can mount red dots whatever it happens to be and because they don't cover the top of the breech you can actually use stripper clips from the top or you know whatever loading mechanism you want to use and i think that's pretty cool uh what do those run? Uh, they run. It's uh, fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, so definitely. But with our coupon code, are you kidding me? Another. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. If you use Gun Funny ten, you get ten percent off. That is awesome. So go check them out. If you've got an SKS, they've got tons of products for you. Go check them out. Save some money. Make your SKS baller AF. And you could also thank Matador Arms for this prank call because that's the section that they decided to sponsor. <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. It's time for Prank Calls with Malcolm and Gertrude. Honey! Uh, Hello, I have some questions for you. Sure. 
Okay, so my grandfather told me um, that I need to keep my ammunition away from magnets because the magnets uh, somehow will deactivate the gunpowder. Is that true? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that before. I don't believe so. Okay, yeah, I figured, you know, he's pretty old and uh, maybe back in the day, but, you know, it's probably... Yeah, maybe like the old smokeless powder, it would do something, but... Okay. Or black powder, excuse me. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, okay, and then my Uncle Charlie, so he said that if I use one of them, uh, those red dots uh, on my pistol and I have to defend myself, the prosecutor will say that the red dot symbolizes blood. Therefore, I was out for blood and not self-defense. So would you say like a green dot would be better? Uh, no, that, I've never heard of that. Uh with the red dot, I mean, it's kind of really preference for you if you want red or green. But it's green not going to, but it doesn't symbolize. Okay, but it's the, really preference. Okay, cause, but the red doesn't mean that I'm out for blood, right? Because I just want to no, make sure that legally I'm, that I'm okay. Okay. Um, yeah, because, like, you know, I, I keep reading all these horror stories and all these people that protect themselves and they're faced with the legal issues, and it's just, I can't. Um, all right, well, and then, like, one last question, and I'm sure that this one's right because it makes sense, but so my aunt, she puts lipstick at the ends of the bullets. Um, she thinks that it makes it go faster, and that m- makes a lot of sense to me, but I just wanted to know, um, is is there something that would maybe work a little better? I, <laughs> mod- I, anything modifying <laughs> the bullet would probably hurt it. Um, uh, I, I wouldn't put grease or lipstick on anything if you want to. Uh, I just recommend buying a higher grade bullet, like a match bullet, if you want a better accuracy. Okay, because, yeah, she swears by the lipstick. So I just uh, figured, you know, because you want that higher velocity so that it'll, you know, it'll penetrate a little bit quicker. Well, adding, you're pretty much adding weight to the bullet. So if anything, it might actually slow your velocity down a little. Oh, I didn't even think um, about that because the lipstick that she uses is so thick. I mean, it's like that old school cover girl, you know, red lipstick. Uh, and it's just, I don't know. And I even told her if she uses red, it might mean that she's out for blood too, you know? <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that before. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Uh, all right. Well, I really appreciate your time. I oh, know you're the- welcome. Okay. Well, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day, honey. You too. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Where do you come up with this stuff? I don't know. I'm pretty, you know, <laughs> whoever, it's the imagination. Whoever came up with that is a genius. <laughs> I'm surprised that guy was just like, oh, you know, like took me so seriously. <laughs> Once again, firearms people are the absolute nicest people just in the universe. So nice. Yeah. Best customer service industry that, that there is, honestly. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. What? Yeah, that's new audio. Yeah, it is. I don't even know what just happened. Okay, and that's never played again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's going to become my favorite now. Uh, All right, guys, so we have another huge announcement. Are you kidding me? I'm not sure I can deal with anymore. Yeah, well, uh, take another swig of that whiskey because it's about to get crazy. Can you hand me the whiskey, please? Uh, Sure, here you go. Thank you. Okay, you didn't actually hand it to me. You're you're faking. (laughs) That's because we're talking about guns, and we can't mix liquor with guns, okay? Oh, my goodness. Quit trying to act all fancy in front of Steven. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't want Steven to Tennyson. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now that makes sense. I can get behind it. (laughs) All right, so... safe, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) So, we recently just signed Polymer 80 as an advertiser. Oh, dang. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, So we've been a huge fan of Polymer 80 for quite some time. 
No. I think the whole industry has really. Yeah, I know. They're. I mean, honestly, they're killing it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the. Um, go ahead, Stephen. The one thing I'll say. Yeah, the one thing I'll say about Polymer Eighty, besides being great products, they're uh, they're really really good guys. We're friends with the guys there, and they are. They are fantastic. Yeah, I completely agree. So that was another reason why we wanted to work with them. One, we love their products, but we've talked to Alex. That's uh, our main guy that we talked to, and um, he's just amazing. Like hey, he's, he's a good dude. He's mm-hmm. always been, you know, he's always welcomed us with open arms, and he uh, shows us their their stuff that hasn't even come out yet. Yeah, like he's just he's a really cool guy, um, and we've heard good things about the rest of the people that work there, and you know, I think all the companies that. Uh, that sponsor us, one of the important things is that uh, not only do they have products that we like, but they're also good people and, you know, and we want to support them is, you know. Yeah. So whether it is just an 80% um, Glock type frame that you want to finish yourself in, they're so easy. You just cut off they're a couple so tabs. They're so addicting. I, I know. I'm So I finished one, uh, one, you know, I assembled uh, uh a pistol. It was like the nineteen. The F nine forty. And uh, and I used their frame. Uh, oh, you and did the nineteen? No, the seventeen. I'm okay, sorry. So PF nine forty. And I'm working on the nineteen now. PF nine forty C. So thank you, Sean. Hey, you're welcome. This is so, my job. So uh, I used their frame and their slide, and um, in the nineteen, uh, I'm using the P eighty trigger, which they just came out with. Which I. I'm, I'm really I'm excited. excited. Yeah. yeah, I'm really excited to see uh, how that how that. Uh, feels when you shoot it so yeah they're at this point you go to their website they have lowers 80 percent lowers for ar-15s 308s pistols they're selling a ton of parts holsters i mean you name it they're freaking rocking it they're i mean really they're dominating this industry and who doesn't love a gun that you can build yourself ar-15s are really popular and that's actually where they started was their ar-15s mm-hmm 80%. Yeah, and but they took it to the next level. Yep. You know, cuz people love to customize, you know, and pick their own their own stuff and um I don't think, you know, they're they're really Yeah, and we're going to talk a ton more about them. You can go to their website polymer80.com and find out uh, you know, what what products they make or you just keep an eye out for our social media because we've got all kinds of projects in the works. Uh, I'm doing a 17 and a 19, so the PF940 and the PF940C. They've also got the the subcompact now, which is uh, basically the 26 frame and uh, just more stuff coming out all the time. So mm-hmm. go check them out, polymer80.com and let them know that uh, you listen to Gun Funny and they will be super happy about that. Mm-hmm. All right. So Ava, it's time to talk about some gear, right? It is. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. So recently we, um, on Instagram, which is where I find most of my products, um, I saw these really cool, um, these really cool pistol grips and Sean, I showed you and we decided to order some. We ordered them like five minutes later. Uh huh. And, uh, it's from Venom Defense, Venom Defense and Design. The ones that we ordered, they are called the AR-15 Cobra Billet Aluminum Skeletonized Pistol Grip. And yeah. it has a really nice price on it. If you get the, uh, I guess, the raw aluminum, they're only $29. Otherwise, you know, if you get one that's like Cerakoted, it goes up to $39. Um, really cool look. Obviously, they're skeletonized. 
The one thing, though, so we were putting it on a gun, and the one thing I have an issue with is uh, they didn't screw or they didn't. Um, they didn't put a hole in the bottom of the grip so you could actually put an Allen key down to screw it into the receiver. So, so it took a little while to yeah, get that to, thing on there. I mean, it's like a quarter turn. You put the Allen key in, quarter turn, take it out. Put the Allen key in, quarter turn. It seems to me like drill the damn hole, make it just a little bit more simple. I don't think it's going to affect the aesthetic very much. Uh, but other than that, it's pretty cool. It's like the ultimate in skeleton skeletonization because there's literally not a whole lot of material there at all. It's completely open in the palm swell. And it kind of has like those, it has some texture on it so that, you know, so that you have a, a nice firm grip on it. And we saved money by getting them blonde, which is the unfinished aluminum. Yeah, because we figured, you know, we could always just Cerakote it or something. Yeah, I mean. Is that what you're going to do? Mm, yeah, probably. Yeah, me too. I, or I might just build, Just don't copy me like I'm going to build do. a polished aluminum gun, I think. Okay. Oh, nice. That would be cool. Except that would just take too much time. I don't want Nobody has time for that. So I will say the price is right. And, you know, screwing it in, even though it took some time, um, that it's like, I don't know. That was the one thing that annoyed me because how hard is it to really, you know, just screw a hole in the bottom of the grip. But other than that, um, I do. I like it and like the price, like the look. I think we got uh, two of them. They were 39 bucks. We got 20% off and free shipping. It was it was a good deal. Yeah, it was definitely a good deal. If you guys are interested in checking out what we're talking about, uh, just go to VenomDD.com and check out their products. Stephen, what do you think of this skeletonization uh, thing that's kind of taken over the industry? Say that again, the uh, cut out, you cut out on me. What do you think of all the skeletonized products uh, in the industry lately? Uh, I think it looks cool. Um, I love new, innovative, different things. Um, anytime we skeleton and they don't take out any durability or they don't sacrifice any durability for, uh, for vanity, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And this one, I mean, it's definitely nice and solid. Um, I think, I think it's, it's really simple too. I mean, they just basically cut out the center of a, of an A2 style grip threw some nice curves on it. Uh, it, it should do, it should do fine. But, yeah, I'm uh, looking at them online right now. They look they look really, really nice. Yeah, I totally agree. So anyway, check those out. We'll we'll talk about them more kind of as we have a chance to use them and, and see how they work and all that good stuff. All right. I think it's time for some iTunes reviews. Sean, would you like to read them? Sure. Do I have to? <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, cool. So first off, please leave us reviews. Go into iTunes. Uh, Wherever, wherever you get your podcast from, leave us reviews or Or even Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, because yeah, I know iTunes is kind of a pain. It is. And uh, like, I don't know. Stephen, do you have an iPhone or an Android? Oh, iPhone all the way. Yeah. All yeah, right. yeah. Well, I'm iPhone. All right. When you finish this, please leave us an iTunes review. Please and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> please. I will do that. <laughs> if, you, if you have an iPhone, it makes it a lot easier. <laughs> please and thank you. But uh, all right. Well, let's read some of the reviews that we got. The Tooth 7 7 says five stars, one of my favorite podcasts. I just recently came across this awesome podcast after seeing a picture of the Unicorn AR on Matador Arms' Instagram page. I started listening to a few episodes, and I'm hooked. I love the prank calls and the humor mixed in with all the products in Gun Talk. Keep up the great work. Sean is amazing. Yeah, except for that last part. It wasn't in there. Oh, well, I mean, we are going to keep up the great work. 
Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Sean's just not amazing. No, I, I, that's true. He's us. All right, let's see what Dog Mom had to say. Dog Mom says, five stars, awesome. Love it. Funny and informative. Gun Funny is the best podcast ever in the world. Uh, P.S. Sean is amazing. <laughs> uh, where's the whiskey? <laughs> it's right there. You never... Okay, here, I'll pretend, hand it to you, too. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to pretend to drink it. <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> All right, guys, let's wrap up. So if you uh, if you want to find us, uh, we're at gunfunny.com. We have links to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Twitter. You name it, we're there. Uh, if you can't get enough of us, consider becoming a Patreon. And like I said, we're going to post the story next week of the first time I attended the Mad- or the Manicore Arms uh, bullpup shoot, which was hilarious. Um, another hint, Sean fell down the stairs. Multiple times. Yeah. We have a really funny picture, actually, of him just uh, face planted on the stairs, and he couldn't even get himself up because he was so drunk. So if you want to hear that, maybe, you know, pledge a dollar, become a patron, and you get access to our Facebook, our patron-only Facebook page. Wait, how, how, how much of the stories are we telling? Like, how detailed we're, are we going to We're going to tell it all. It's hilarious. Oh, okay. Somebody getting lost in the corn maze. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty funny. Um, You also, you know, depending on your level of donation, you'll get access to our monthly raffle, exclusive limited edition T-shirts, shout out on the show, and you could even be a guest on the show. Through that. Uh, We do want to thank our $25 Patreons who are... Corbin Bonafide and Iraq Veteran 8888. And we have a king of the Patreon who is Adam Balzer from Charger Arms. (coughs) Wow. Okay, that's really... <laughs> I apologize really... for that. Yeah, let me say that again. I choked on my cough drop. You know, you were just trying to take his spotlight. Well, here's Adam, the thing. Adam, we're sorry. King of the Patreons means the person who donates the most every single month through the Patreon program, through patreon.com slash gunfunny, they get, basically tell us what they want to say. So if it's a company, uh, we, we will say their, their tagline, give their website. If, if it's, it's a, a person... person. Uh, look, if you become King of the Patreons and you want us to read this in a specific character from the prank call voice, we'll do that. Whatever you want. And what did Adam say? Okay, so Adam wants us to know that he is a factory certified Serico applicator, a dealer of silencers, SBRs, and machine guns. Um, also, he may or may not have said this, but he shouldn't post semi-nude pics in the Patreon group. No, no, no I said that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, Adam. Yeah, if you could just stay away from that, that'd be great. And he's like, it was 30 pounds ago. And I was like, yeah. what about the other 100? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Thank you for your support, Adam. <laughs> that was really mean. And I apologize. Uh, Ava, Ava made me do that. But yeah, guys, check out Charger Arms. Uh, he does some pretty good work. And uh, and Stephen, thanks again for joining us and spending your, I guess, afternoon with us. Afternoon, Absolutely. morning. It was my pleasure. <laughs> Actually, it would be afternoon. You're on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah you were. Uh, you were a great guest. We really appreciate you, and we appreciate Enforce all the cool things that they're doing. Uh, once again, tell listeners where they can find you guys. Website is enforce-mill.com. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We're on all the the channels as well. Okay. Awesome. Very cool. Thank you, Stephen. And listeners, thanks for listening. Uh, Don't forget to leave us a review. Don't forget to become a Patreon. And we will see you guys next week. Or talk talk to you guys. I don't know. Yeah, you won't see us. Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else? Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.